I think people would come from all around to hear your <laughs> advice on how to make burpees look so effortless and how to be able to go longer with burpees. So what should we be doing in a workout to make our burpees faster, more efficient, and be able to um, go longer in these workouts? So I think my my number one, I'm going to start with my number one top tip is that the hot floor tip coming up. Hot, hot hot tip coming up. The floor is lava. Spend the least amount of time on the floor as humanly possible. And I know a lot of you are saying like I need to rest down there. You don't need to rest down there. <laughs> You need to use the momentum going down to spring yourself back up. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. I'm Rachel. Burpees! Burpees! We got burpees. Do you like burpees? <laughs> got burpees? It's like a, it's like, no. I was just thinking, I just saw this meme. into the milk. <laughs> okay, I, I have to tell you a funny thing about that meme. So I saw a meme the other day that was like, hey, remember like in the 90s when like, for some reason, everyone was trying to just get us to drink milk. Like, <laughs> just milk, no brand of milk. Like, no, it was just like celebrities with gross milk mustaches <laughs> everywhere. And we were all just being told to drink milk and no one knows why. And I still don't know why. <laughs> I still don't know why. <laughs> that was the I'm weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> was that not the weirdest marketing, like thing in all time there was no brand there was no it was just like all the like top celebrities at the time were all getting together to tell us to drink milk and no one still to this day knows why i don't know it was like oprah was telling us to drink milk (laughs) michael jordan was telling us to drink milk don't you call oprah like (laughs) well i i'm just saying i love her i'm just saying she was she was telling maybe she wasn't maybe it was someone different but i feel like people of oprah's status were telling me okay it's an Oprah status now. <laughs> they definitely were. Like they they had milk, milk mustaches everywhere. But why? <laughs> I don't know. And why I was, a weird was thing? really on the outs on that because I was like, I am allergic. <laughs> also, I think you're a little young for that. No, I remember all of oh, that. I was okay. just like, rice cream anyone? <laughs> <laughs> and then people were like, ew, why would you squeeze the yeah, liquid like out of rice and try to drink that? <laughs> it doesn't give you, it's not thick, so it doesn't actually give the mustache. I remember trying and it didn't do it. I, mom was like, that just looks like water. Could <laughs> <laughs> I get some like whipped cream or something? <laughs> Weird times. Today's episode is about burpees and how we love to hate burpees but i think we're going to convince you in this episode that you need to love them more than hate them do you love them or hate them 
love it or hate them, they're what is needed. Um, I'm going to have to go with love them. And I'm just going to say my per- – I didn't plan to say this, but my personal feelings on that is I kind of love the struggle a little bit. I do love burpees, as sick as that is going to be, because it is the total – like you don't have to think about anything. You are literally just falling down and getting back up. And I enjoy that process. <laughs> Great answer. Good answer. <laughs> this is like the family feud. Good answer. I like it. And you're in my family, so it works. <laughs> I agree with you. I There's nothing more like mindless and just like chug forward and see how far you can push yourself than like a burpee workout. And so... I too. Ultimate grit. Movement. It's so gritty. It's so even gritty. Other movements where you physically cannot anymore. <laughs> you just can't. Like you can't do any more pull-ups. You can't do any more push-ups even. You can't like pick up that weight. You know what I mean? Like you get to a, a place I feel like and, uh, and a lot of people like Kelsey, I get to that with burpees. But you know, there is like a mental aspect of like just fall down and get back up. And you absolutely can. And that is, I think the other thing of why I love burpees is sort of more symbolic. Mm. And that is that whole aspect of like the symbolism of falling and getting that a cop repeatedly. I think it makes it a more beautiful movement than it's given credit for because there's just, I don't know, there's just nothing more functional and there's nothing more symbolic to like the grit in your life of like, how many times can you fall back? Can you fall down and get back up efficiently? Like in your workouts, in your life, like whatever, whatever it is, like how much can you give to that and say like, I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to do it one more time. I'm really tired, but I don't care. I'm going to do it one more time. So I just think it's it's a really symbolic movement, and that's why um, I really love it. That's why it holds a special place in your heart. It really does. <laughs> I'm, one of my best workout, my one of my best open scores ever was the burpee thruster yeah. workout. Yeah, because I bet you got some grit. <laughs> I got fucking grit. I got it from my mom. <laughs> No, I I totally agree with you, though. And I think we've talked about this in the past, but one of the things that we talk about a lot is practicing things that you'd like to build in your life and seeing our workouts as part of those qualities that we would like to practice and build and resilience and grit and the ability to fall down and get back up is absolutely one of those that we will take into our everyday lives and practice. Um, So what better way to do that than burpees? Yeah. (laughs) And the functionality of burpees, I think, is something that is really important to hit on too, because I think the baseline when and this is another thing that we often refer to is you know the the pillars of why we work out and why we fitness is that limit free life right that's what we're chasing we're chasing a life where our physical body has no limitations on the things that it can do so we can do all the things we love right and a limit free life really begins and ends 
with the ability to get up if you fall. That is the epitome of a limit-free life. Ask anyone who has gotten up there in age and is an older person and is facing the possibility of not being able to live independently anymore because if they fall, they might not be able to get back up. That is the epitome of a limit-free life and being able to do the things that you want to do and be independent. And I just think that this makes this movement so indicative of our quality of life that we have to train things that are important to us to be able to live that limit-free life. And you have to practice them just as you do the mental aspect of burpees, the physical aspect of it as well. This is the gateway to a truly limit-free life. If I fall, I know I can get back up efficiently. Absolutely. And so we're going to go into, you know, ways to train burpees and the big controversy around burpees. Oh, wait, but I do you want to <laughs> tell about, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want to tell about Bob? Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't want to miss out on Bob. tell about Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob. But before we do, we're going to tell you a story about Bob. <laughs> And that's Barb for anyone that's from New England. If you're not from New England, there's ours in there. (laughs) But, um, you know, we were at a gym where this woman who her name is Barb came in and she was starting in her fitness journey in her 50s ish. And Barb had not gotten off the ground unassisted in over 15 years by herself. I think like may have been 20, she said, but originally when she started working out, she didn't identify this as a goal right away. But as she started to see kind of the limitations on her body, getting off the ground without any assistance was something that we all, we quickly identified as being a really important thing for her. And caught on video the first time she did it and it will the make most inspiring i was <laughs> crying like a baby yes so inspiring in the video that rachel's t- you know that we're referencing right now she she it wasn't without struggle but it was watching her get off of the ground unassisted for the first time in about 20 years by herself and just the like the tears of joy that happened and just the the possibilities that opened up for her. And I just want to bring into the forefront for everyone is that this didn't come without months of, you know, going into the gym and starting with just, you know, moving herself on a box and coming back up, walking back up from a box. And then it came to using the rig to help herself down and help herself back up. And that's just like like a pole next to you and using a box as or a little block, which what she got down to was the last thing to be removed next to her that she could come up on a knee and push off of so that she could get back to a standing position. But the ability to get down and get back up is everything. It just, you could see on her face, like the, all the doors like swinging wide open, like her face, she was so proud of herself. And not only was she so proud of herself, but you could see like the possibilities in her eyes of like, if I can do this now, like what else can I do? What other things have I not been able to do for years that I could train towards being able to do now? 
Yeah. And sometimes we walk into the gym and we kind of see like a lot of the sexy stuff as being like, well, I can't do that. So whatever. And, and we, we limit our own, we, we downplay our own already abilities to maybe get off the ground and get back up and realize that those things are just so important. And those what seemingly, and I air bunny, this small victories are huge victories like being a bystander in that and watching her do that, I would not say that was even close to a small victory. Barb doing one burpee was everything. <laughs> I'm saying watching Barb do one burpee felt so, it felt better to me than like almost any other accomplishment that I've personally had in the gym because like the accomplishments that I've had in the gym were great and I worked hard towards them, but like seeing those doors open for her and just like, I don't know, it just, it really, it's something really special. And I think that anybody who has the ability with their body to do something as important as a burpee should do it because you should celebrate the fact that your body has that capability and that you're training to be able to constantly do it better. So, all right. We've talked you into loving burpees now, right? You love <laughs> Obviously. them. Obviously. you love them. So let's talk about the different burpees because we, whenever this is like, oh my God, the internet. It's the controversy. Oh my God, the fact that burpee could it's have. It's a controversy con- for me. <laughs> I can't with the fact that like something like falling and getting up is going to be a controversial thing now. We're going to talk about the correct ways and the incorrect ways to fall and get back up. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen me fall, but <laughs> It's an ugly thing. So <laughs> there's so many different ways to train burpees, which is why another reason why they are a really, really all-encompassing, awesome movement, but all of them have a place. So a lot of times when we have people come into the group and they see the way they see metabolic burpees for the first time, which are chest to deck burpees, they're like, well, I thought there was supposed to be a push up." Okay. So there's different ways to do burpees and they all have benefits. A push-up burpee is where you go into a plank position, you do a full push-up, and then you jump back up. That's a that's a push-up burpee. Now, that kind of burpee has its place. It is for, namely, for strength building because we're going to be doing push-ups here, which are obviously going to be building pushing strength, but also... One of the things that we use push-up burpees for is for people when we're training at a lower intensity, when we're really training more on strength building and less on metabolic building. So we know that push-up burpees are out there and they definitely have a place in your programming, but don't get stuck in the mindset that that's the only kind of burpee because as we know, that's a really limiting thing. A lot of people don't have a chest-to-deck push-up. So does that mean you can't do burpees? No, absolutely not. It does not mean that. And if you are training a metabolic part of your workout, a push-up burpee really isn't going to be appropriate there. So it has a place, but it's not the only kind. Yeah, 100%. You have to look at there's always going to be benefits and drawbacks to each way of doing things based on the desired intent by the workout. And the drawback always to a push-up a push burpee is going to be 
the the metabolic piece. You're not getting conditioning in because you're hitting muscle failure before that you're hit any type of like any type of conditioning, like in, in before you hit the conditioning. So it's just, it's going to have its drawbacks and it's going to have its benefits. And when we're trying to build strength, we're not working on endurance. And when we're really working on endurance, we have some strength components in there, but they're not to slow us down because we want to push our conditioning. The next one is, well, we've already talked about chest deck burpees, which is really a metabolic piece. And then we have the no push or athletic burpees. And we just wanted to throw this one in there because the first time I saw these was at a Spartan. But a lot of people are wondering what is the reasoning behind doing an athletic burpee or a no push burpee. And that's just when you go into a plank and you come back up. For a lot of reasons, that's a modification for a chest deck burpee. It can be very helpful for anyone who has any um, shoulder injuries and can't get into that pushing position all the way down yet. And um, this can also be a great use for conditioning or to challenge you metabolically without have without putting your shoulders in that type of position without putting that push in there. So a lot of times if, you know, you can still move very quickly and get the conditioning piece, but you are not necessarily getting all the way to the ground. Of course, it's going to spike your heart rate more to go chest to deck. And of course, it's going to be more challenging to go completely to the ground and all the way back up. Do you remember the first time that you saw a burpee? Um, yes, I do. You do? I do. I do. remember. It's like your first boyfriend. It's like, I remember the first time I saw Bernie. And I was like, okay, okay. We'll see how that goes. I, um, the first time I ever heard of, or sorry, this was a long time ago, but I had been at the gym training like a more bodybuilder type of style, um, like on machines and, and stuff. This was when I first started in my fitness when I got out of college and I decided that that was boring and lame and it wasn't for me. And so I decided I needed like a thing to train for. So I started training for a Spartan race and they had these at the time Spartan was brand new. It was like <laughs> the first ever races and they were releasing these, like how to train for a Spartan Spartan race. And they were releasing workouts, which I now realize were Metcons. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, there it wasn't like CrossFit was really, really young. Like people didn't know this wasn't like a common thing. Yeah. So they put out workouts and I remember like their workouts had burpees in them. And I was like, what the heck? And I did burpees at like a Globo gym, like way, way back when nobody was doing burpees at Globo gyms. And I remember everybody looking at me like I was a complete insane person. <laughs> Yeah, but that was my first experience with burpees. Was doing them to train for a Spartan race mm -hmm. before it, before it was a thing. Oh, I'm such a hipster <laughs> on that, right? I was you before they were cool, <laughs> and there was just like this crazy lady falling down and getting back up. Yeah, oh I, I remember. I remember doing that and and feeling like, oh, no one knows what's going on over here, but it's fine. <laughs> but how beneficial would it have been? for our volleyball careers oh, if we God. had been training burpees like when we were playing how many times in volleyball did you literally fall on the ground complete like sprawled out and need to get up quickly I mean we went over rolls for that and stuff it's like that's a burpee but I would yeah. have been 
I don't know. I just, I always think like, oh, the possibilities. (laughs) (laughs) So next we want to talk about that there are literally unlimited ways to scale and modify burpees. So if you are not at a place yet where you can lower down, hit your chest to the ground and push yourself back up to fully standing, that is number one, completely okay. And number two, we can still work in burpees to your training. So they're going to be appropriate for every fitness level. Do not think that you have to get fit before you start putting burpees in your training. These are to build your fitness. So let's go in order of like the, the least scaled to the most scaled. So The first thing that you can do to scale a burpee back is that you can do step back burpees, which just means that instead of jumping your feet back, you're going to step one foot back and then kind of lower yourself to the ground. And then to get back up, you're going to step one foot up and then stand back up. So it's sort of like a stepping burpee and it takes a little bit of that metabolic um, aspect away so that you can go for a little longer and um, you don't have that jumping aspect in it in there. Yeah. And I think the most basic, it's a little bit more gentle if you're first starting out. And you don't, a lot of us, when you're first starting out, don't trust yourself to be able to jump back into a plank position and get to the ground safely. You're like, I'm going, I've seen a lot of women be like, I'm going to fall down and, and hurt myself. And like, for those of us who have been doing burpees for a long time, I'm not worried I'm going to fall down and hurt myself. I know I'm going to catch myself. But I understand that that fear um, in that you don't have the confidence yet in that you can support your body weight. As Especially when you're exhausted. Yeah. You know, as you get into a workout. Yeah. And, and kind of that jumping back, you, you put your body weight on your shoulders in a plank position for a minute there. And if you're not trusting your arms yet, that can be, that can be a scary thing. So walking your feet back down to the ground and then walking your feet back up to a standing position is a perfect modification for that. And believe me, especially if you're first starting starting out, you will get plenty of conditioning and strength building going on there. The next one is one we talked about is no push or plank burpees. And that's just when you get into that, go down, get into that plank position, don't go all the way to the ground. And you can either step your feet back up or jump back up, depending on where your ability level is there. You want to do the next one? Yeah. And we've got assisted burpees too. So we used this um, with when we were building down from, for certain people, when we start with elevated positions, we can build down from there to get you closer and closer to the ground. And we can use some assistance to do that, right? So like we've got, um, you can assist yourself down with a with a rig or any, any like standing pole or whatever. You can help yourself get down there. You can get down there with a box. You can get down there with a yoga block. These are all um, ways that you can sort of assist yourself to get down. And then of course, we also have elevated burpees. So we can bring the ground up to any level that's appropriate to you, even as far as a wall, Mm -hmm. right? So you can sort of lower down to a wall, touch touch your chest to a wall, and then sort of um, step or jump your feet back up. You can do that on um, a plyo box. We can work all the way down to, you know, something as low as a bench, 
Mm -hmm. And you can even using the rig, putting a, a bar there as you start to walk yourself down as if you were to set up a bench press position, you can put the bar there and move it down as you get stronger. But that gives you the ability to start as high as you need to at the beginning and move it down closer to the ground as you start to get more comfortable. And then as you start to have the ability to support more of your body weight going down. Efficiency tips for burpees. I would, I think everyone listening has a real treat talking to you about burpees because <laughs> you are one of the fastest burpeers. I think people would come from all around to hear your advice <laughs> on how to make burpees look so effortless and how to be able to go longer with burpees. So what should we be doing in a workout to make our burpees faster, more efficient, and be able to um, go longer in these workouts. So I think my my number one, I'm going to start with my number one top tip is that the hot floor tip coming up. Hot, hot hot coming up. The floor is lava. Spend the least amount of time on the floor as humanly possible. And I know a lot of you are saying like I need to rest down there. You don't need to rest down there. <laughs> You need to use the momentum going down to spring yourself back up. And that actually takes less energy. The, it's like running, right? Like the, the least amount of time you spend with your feet on the ground, the faster you're going to run. So the least amount of time you spend with your chest touching the ground, it just hits it and it comes back up like a spring is probably the number one tip that I would give least amount of time on the floor as possible. I love that tip. I love that tip. I just got to say, no, I got to say, because I have been in the past, I've been um, guilty of the like, I'll just lay here for a while. <laughs> I'll get I'm going to go up soon. I'm just making the sandwich. Yeah. Leave me be. Let me die. <laughs> but then you're a whole, you're pushing all of your body is at rest then on the ground. That's what I think people really need to hear and understand is it's, it's not that we don't want you to rest. It's that we don't want you to rest there because yeah. whenever you stop an object in motion, it's harder to get it moving again. It's like doing the first deadlift in a grouping, you know? Exactly. You're like moving your body from a dead stop rather than think of like when you are deadlifting with rubber plates, like and you're sort of bouncing it and it gives you that momentum. It's the same thing with your body. If you can sort of lightly bounce your body, like think yeah. of the floor as like more like a trampoline and then rest when you're standing. That's the best place to rest. And plus, you're upright so you can breathe better. You don't want to be resting on the floor. That's when, that's when you start making pressure's animal on your chest. <laughs> Well, your pressure's on your chest. You're laying here and you're kind of gasping and you're like, but I'm still kind of doing something right now, right? Because I'm in the bottom of a burpee. Like, no, just get back up fast. Take a couple deep breaths at the, while you're standing and it'll go a lot further than being like, well, just leave me here. <laughs> This is where I die. <laughs> oh, my second big tip, I think, would be to change your hand positioning. And this is one that I feel like not a lot of people know about. But number one part about your hand positioning is it should stay close to your body. And the reason for that is you are strongest when you're closest to the middle of your body. That's when you're like strongest. That's when you, if you were to go push something down, you wouldn't put your hand super wide and try and push it down because you're not, that's not where your strength is. So keeping your hands in pretty close, like right outside your boobs or underneath your shoulders is 
what I would say the ideal position for them and not super wide. Yeah. If you can't reach out like with your thumbs in the bottom of your burpee and touch your actual chest, I think they're a little too wide. That's when we're putting our shoulders in compromising positions where they're not doing their best pushing work. So in the bottom of your burpee, your hands should be able to like physically touch your chest. If they're so far out that they can't, that's too far out. Absolutely. And I think that that brings up a great point of um, like, so your hand positioning is when your hands are like super, when you're palms are flat on the ground and your hands are right next to your chest, you're using a lot of chest to push yourself back up. And then as you start to kind of like, if you put your hands out in front of you and you just turn them out as if like your thumbs are coming up to the ceiling and then you get a whole nother pushing position. <laughs> now we're looking more triceps. And as soon as we just start to change the muscle groups up a little bit, if you're in a workout that has a lot of burpees, this is a game changer because you know that the idea is that you're tiring the same muscle groups over and over. And it's like, how long can the stamina of that muscle group work? But if you keep changing it up a little bit, like I've been known to literally change my hand positioning back and forth a couple times in workout because certain muscle groups have gotten tired and I'd like to rely on a couple more. <laughs> Why not? You got more. I've got, I got these more other guys. guys. <laughs> yeah. And they're not quite as tired. So I'd like to adjust this a little bit. You can play with that based on like your soreness that day, your where you are in the workout, the other movements. I know that if I'm doing something with dips or like muscle-ups, something like that. I don't want to rely on my triceps as much. So I will play with my hand positioning so that I give them a little bit of, more of a break. On that note, I just want to um, also address the people who may have wrist pain in burpees because we know that before you have really built up the muscle capabilities to do burpees, a lot of times when people are just first starting out, it's a lot of pressure on their wrists. And we hear you and that is like super valid and that pain is real. But I don't want people to think that that should stop them from doing the movement altogether because we can work around that just we can work around anything. So what I would recommend if you have wrist pain in um, the bottom of a burpee when, when, you're, when your wrists are flexed like that on the ground, Try to put two dumbbells um, on the ground and burpee to the dumbbell. This will leave your wrists in a neutral position rather than that like very flexed position where the hands are back. And the neutral wrists are sometimes um, a lot less painful for people. And you can even scale that all the way up to say you need to do um, an elevated burpee. You can get, uh, I always say this wrong, it's not pirouettes. What are they called? <laughs> now I just said it wrong. So now you're not. Yeah, I know. You're going to get Par parallettes. Parallettes. Parallettes yeah. are like two, and you can make these out of PVC pipe that you get from Home Depot for like three bucks. Parallettes are like two parallel pipes. And you can use those to elevate yourself off the ground and keep your wrists in that neutral position. I used um, both of these methods when I was pregnant because I couldn't, my belly would hit the ground before my chest. And I felt like all weird about like my belly hitting the ground. And I don't know, I was just weird about it. So I did burpees on the pirouette. And also because I had extra added weight, it was hurting my wrists. So I did them... Um, with that neutral grip on the parallettes, para, 
Is I saying I'm saying right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it allowed me to leave burpees in my training, but like make them appropriate and painless. Absolutely. I think that's a that's a really great point too, because your if your wrists are not used to supporting that weight, that can be really challenging. And when you keep them in a neutral position, you're turning on some muscles that actually want to support you. Um, but sometimes when your wrists are flexed, um, it's just a little bit more difficult for them. And they're just not used to supporting that weight. Like we sometimes go from zero to 100, right? And we're like, why can't you support this body? And it's like, well, we haven't trained that. So it's going to take some time to work up to that. So if you're someone who has experienced some wrist pain, like try not to be super frustrated. Like let's work around it and build up to that and stay with it. Yeah. And you'll be doing full burpees in no time. Just, you just gotta, you gotta work there just like we do with every scale and every modification. So I have decent burpees. They're decent. They're definitely, they're great burpees. I mean, I'm not the burpee queen of America like you, but <laughs> I have pretty decent burpees. And my one thing that I think is really helpful, well, maybe two-ish, when I get tired in a workout, I tend to um, jump my feet a little bit wider as I get tired, all I'm really doing is lessening the distance that I have to jump. And that will help me. I mean, you don't want to make it excessive, right? We don't want to be in a full split when we're jumping yeah. up. But if your mobility allows you to jump a little wider, I'm telling you guys, it makes a huge difference in your workout, because it lessens the distance that you have to jump. And then of course, for me, I am always trying to find efficiency tips and Guys, on the jump, like we don't need to be touching the clouds here. All right. This yeah. isn't like Michael Jordan going for a dunk. That's my second Michael Jordan reference in this podcast. I know, How yeah, many yeah. times do you get to talk about MJ? <laughs> Today. <laughs> we do not need to be jumping to like sky high. I'm I'm a big one. I'm like, did a piece of paper be able to fit under my feet? Jumped high enough then. Good. I'm good to go. Because this is a metabolic thing, right? So we don't want to be wasting a bunch of time on jumping super high. We want to be getting in more reps in less time. So just get your feet off the ground. You don't have to touch the clouds. Open up your hips. Yeah. And if you're not at a place where you can do a little jump yet, absolutely fine. Just stand all the way up and take the jump out. And that's a good scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So have we convinced you guys to stop hating? <laughs> I hope so. There's beneficial. Yes. Have we convinced you? I feel like if there was a time to convince you to stop hating burpees, I think this was the time. So hopefully you have and can see the benefits in burpees and why they're in our every our training um, consistently and um, the different types of burpees that we have gone over in this podcast. We can stop fighting with each other because they all have their places. They all have different places and different reasons for doing burpees. So we hope you get them in your workout this week. Yeah. And you know what else? Let's just clap for anyone doing any type of burpees because that shit is hard. Yeah. And let's just clap for each other on doing hard shit because burpees are a, a way to celebrate the abilities of your body. So go out there and freaking celebrate it. You can fall back, you can fall down and get back up again. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So go do it today. Go do it tomorrow. Train some burpees. And if you need further ideas or examples on how to modify burpees to meet you where you are at right now in your fitness journey, just get in the group with us and we'd be happy to help. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, head over to the Facebook group and take part in our free weekly workouts for a chance to win some badass gear. Search Fitness Programming by CVG on Facebook. We're in there every day. It's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out constantlyvariedgear.com. See you next week. Crush your goals.